0: this has been three years in the making for us and we're just now at the point where we're like i think this has a future
1: hey you're listening to the creative pep talk podcast this show is about commercial art making a good living and making great art i'm your host andy j pizza you can find my work and stay up to date with the show at andy j pizza on instagram let's get in This episode is supported by In The Making, an original podcast brought to you by Adobe Express, the all-in-one content creation app included in your Creative Cloud membership. If you are trying to boost the YouTube, TikTok, Reels content side of what you're doing, one episode of In The Making that I think will be super useful to you is their episode with John Ushai. Today on the show, we've got a real treat, a treat for you guys. We have Jen and Omar from These Are Things. These Are Things make enamel pins and patches, many of which you've probably seen because they're all over the planet and they are fantastic. So today we sit down and talk some shop with these uh, two fine people. You can buy their amazing pizza, pug, and donut pins and patches at thesearethings.com. So, a while back, I uh, I wanted to get some pins and patches made, but I didn't know where to start. And uh, all the manufacturing sites out there looked like they were made in the 90s, and they scared me, and I just ran and hid until I thought to... Uh, reach out to Jen and Omar for help because I knew they were masters at getting this done. And uh, they totally crushed it and I la- and today I'm going to launch two CPT pens and one CPT patch. Uh, we have a I believe I can fly penguin, which is a reference to my creative mornings talk, a pencil foam finger for you know creative pep rallies. <laughs> that's a uh, number one art fan and a Dr. Pepper parody patch that says I'm a pepperoni for all of you creative pepperonis out there. Uh, and I couldn't have done it without Jen and Omar, and they realized that this expertise could help other people, so they just launched a new side business called Thang Manufacturing Company. It's ThangMfg.co, where you can order your own custom pins and patches. The site is beautiful. It's trustworthy and it's easy to use. You can make high quality pens and patches, low quantities, high quality, low quantity. They have simple pricing and fast turnaround. If you've got ideas and designs for pens and patches, but you don't know how to get them made, go check out thingmfg.co and let These Are Things save your shop, your life. Uh, in this episode, we go deep into their story, and we also talk about practical thoughts about how to build a real business, rather than just like an overnight success that blows up and then fizzles out. These dudes are completely the real deal. You're gonna love them. At the start, I, I ask them to talk us through the now famous uh, Weapons of Mass creation talk they did a few years back, where they went brutally honest and told, all the facts of the ups and downs of getting started in the creative world. You're gonna love it. Here they are. These are things. You did a talk uh, and you dropped some bombs.
0: I've blacked it out of my memory entirely. (laughs) I don't remember a thing about it.
1: (laughs) It was,
0: well, I mean, okay, we have to travel back. So when was that? That was 2013.
2: Yeah, so the talk was pretty much, um, we based it off of, like, any great talk. The way you do it is you give a problem and then a solution. You go up and down, up and down, up and down. So, you know, we heard about that. We're like, okay, let's kind of fit our own story into
1: that
0: well we were trying to kind of figure out our lives yeah. i mean we still yeah. are yeah <laughs> you
1: figured it out now work in progress <laughs> work in progress yeah yeah. work in progress we're in the nirvana of yeah. perfection and,
0: and so uh-huh. th- yeah.
2: the main just the talk was that you know when you're looking at whether it's social media or you're catching up with someone what you usually get is this highlights reel where they say mm-hmm. here's the tops of my peaks how would you have been doing oh yeah i got a new job i moved into a new house and i bought a new car usually you don't hear, well, my old car died, or, you know... Um,
0: I had to move because, you know...
2: I'm getting a divorce. Right, Like, yeah. you know, you, you, don't, you don't hear these downs as much, especially on, like, social media where it's a little more surface. And so we said, okay, what if we gave a talk where we talked, you know, not just about these peaks, but the valleys, too, which every And Korean- the ones that you
1: hadn't worked out. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Right,
0: because we really left that we didn't have an answer at yes. the end of the talk. There was no happy ending really, yes. there wasn't, we didn't have an answer. <laughs> it was more questions yeah. than yes. answers. Um, I mean, I don't feel like I necessarily have any more answers. Yeah. We figured out a little bit.
2: Yeah, but um, we ended it with, um, at that point, it was really, really funny because we were asked to give the talk a year before we gave the talk and that was when we were at one of our peaks. We were like, on the top, and, you know, we were planning moving to move into New York we were making a lot of money. We were getting a lot of press. We we're like, oh, of course we'll give a talk. This is the yeah. perfect time to give a talk. And then a year later, we were about two weeks out from having to move from New York because we kind of ran out of money.
0: Breaking our lease. Breaking
2: our lease.
1: Um, so you, you had to move back from New York. How how uh, how soon until the talk after that?
0: We gave the talk a week before we packed up a truck and drove it back to yeah, Ohio. So right.
2: <laughs> it was it was like we were like literally in the thick of it and you know, while we were writing the talk, there were multiple times where either I or Jen or both was like, why are we even giving this talk? Let's just cancel it. I mean, people cancel for much (laughs) less crazy reasons. I still really
0: don't know why we didn't just cancel. Yeah. Because there was no reason why we had to (laughs) follow through on that. We should have just, because I believe in Canceling if you don't have the energy to yeah. go through with something and do it well. And,
2: and, and even that, even we heard from somebody that said, oh yeah, someone canceled last minute too. We're like, oh man, we should have just
1: canceled. Even <laughs> that. We could right. have done that plan. We yeah. got
0: there and heard that. I'm like, see, we could have
1: canceled. So were you at, at initially tempted to just do the talk like, a regular talk like, everything's great, it's fantastic. That was this the where plan. Yeah. Yeah. And then why didn't you go that route?
0: We just couldn't do it. We couldn't yeah. do it. It felt yet. so just like a big old lie just yeah. stand to stand up there. Generous. And we also yeah. knew that,
2: you know, it's going to be very strange if we give a great talk and all of a sudden you say, hey, how are you guys doing? Like a week later, it's like, oh, we're moving. So, yeah. like, wait a minute, we just heard that you guys were.
0: Didn't you just move to New York? <laughs> yeah. Well, yes, yes, we did, but <laughs> 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 things are great. And yeah.
1: can't connect the dots. Right. Yeah. So, when you guys are working on the talk and you're thinking about maybe we should just do this honest talk, uh, what is it? Well, at the worst of moments in that zone. And we're going to get to happier stuff. But yeah. I, swear, I, I love know, this talking is about this kind of stuff. This
2: is great because, because
1: we were just talking about this. We said that
0: the
2: last thing, you could look up our names or whatever. The last thing was like 2012. Yes.
0: That's the last thing you see. And so
1: you, uh, when you're in that mode talking, because I've been in these places a billion times. Like yeah. I think everybody has. Um, and you're in that mode and you're planning, you're questioning whether you should do it. What are the like worst moments and feelings how does it feel when you're in that zone prepping for this talk thinking we're going to go on stage and do this stuff
0: let me paint the picture for you. please us. do <laughs> yeah, so, i'd love to hear it brooklyn new york most expensive neighborhood we were in right in Williamsburg. we got you know an amazing apartment it was a studio apartment it was like 250 square feet for two humans working from home and two cats which is yeah. partially <laughs> why we were going crazy right we weren't really sleeping because the cats were running laps around the apartment at night to try to not be bored. Mm -hmm. And also because they're wild animals. Um, so it was us sitting at our desks, literally mapping out our journey to that point. Like what were the high parts? What were the low points? And we started to build that graph that Omar was talking about of those highs and lows. And it was really interesting to be sitting there, like having decided that we needed to move back, um, to Ohio and now saying like, well, what are we going to do next? Like we need to kind of figure out where we're going to go from here. So it was actually an interesting exercise, like a forced, (laughs) forced like inventory of our lives and seeing like, I don't know what we had done so far and what we were going to do next, but it was very emotional. I mean, we were already like not sleeping because of the cats and it was like super stressful. It had been a stressful year just in general with the move and everything and now this and now we have to get on stage in front of like hundreds (laughs) of people like who would agree to do this so we were super stressed putting that together were you panicking
1: at all in that moment or
0: you know i actually think the talk was something for us to focus on to distract us from what right everything else that was going
2: on yeah it was (laughs) it was we i mean we you know drilled that talk a lot of times, because the last thing we wanted to do was give a, like, kind of a fail talk and then fail, given the fail talk, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I can't, right. you're gonna, yeah, you're gonna bomb and gonna... talk, so we, like, we, we, like, we memorized it, we had notes, of course, too, but it was, it was kind of like learning, like a play, like a half mm-hmm. hour of a play.
0: And we know? aren't, public speakers. We aren't, I mean, that's not really where, what I mean, are. I'm not necessarily comfortable in that world. I don't,
2: I hate I'm sweating. I'm sweating right now. I'm not even, I'm probably thinking to like two <laughs> yeah. people. Yeah. So funny. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: yeah. But we really practiced it. Maybe we were just like distracting ourselves. i thinking back and it, it probably was. And um, I remember
2: just, and we practiced enough too. When we got up on that stage, it was like,
0: I'm kind not kidding, like, we blacked out.
2: Yeah, like I don't I don't remember. I remember black and then yellow <laughs> when the lights kind of came yeah. back on and that was it. That's like
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, from what I've heard, everybody is like really celebrates this talk. Like it means something to a lot of people, and I don't know what your perspective was when it was over, what people how people responded. How did you it's still How do you feel like it went after the fact?
2: We were really happy with it. I, I always talk to Jen. It's like it's it's funny because it's not something that you know made us money or advanced our career or anything like that. But it's one of the best products we've ever put out there in the world. And I think it's because I mean we really agonized over because we had half an hour yeah. to condense. This whole kind of how many
0: years? Five years, five
2: years, and also to really get this kind of the message across. We're like, we were we cut so much stuff out, and we you know,
0: we wanted it to still be lighthearted, we didn't want it to be a downer. So, and we're kind of we have kind of a funny sense of humor, so we wanted to let that shine through a little bit.
2: And we just wanted, above all else, that main message to kind of be understood, and people understood it. And it was like this, like the second the the talk was over and people were clapping or whatever. I was
0: like, oh, I think they got it. They got it. And it was (laughs) such a, it
2: was such a surreal feeling to know that, you know, that message was relayed to this whole room of people, which is really cool. Yeah, it was kind
0: of a relief in a way.
2: And what do you think the message was? The message is, the main message I think was that the story you hear from other people, it's easy to only look at the best parts and fill in the blanks and say like, oh, of course, This person's life is great when I'm doing bad because I'm a bad person or because I suck. But everyone goes through these ups and downs. There's not a single person on this planet who is always up,
1: or a business,
2: or a business, totally, or a relationship, or any of these things. It's always this work in progress. And there's going to be highs, there's going to be lows. But just because you're in a low doesn't mean that it's over or you're you know not a good person or you're not a good artist or you're not a good business owner The shame of it. Yeah. You can detach from at some yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. that's true. And just to be able to kind of say that it's okay to say, Hey, I'm not doing well right now, or this is just a low season in my, my life. Because we yeah. could have
0: gotten up there and told no one anything. We could yes. have just said, this is the wonderful work we've done over the last five years, aren't we great? I mean, it would have just been completely forgettable, you know mm-hmm. the type of talk where someone pulls up their website and just clicks through <laughs> and they're like, this is a project I did for you we've all seen those. yeah mm-hmm. that's what we could have done. Uh-huh but I don't know. I mean I, I still don't fully understand why we decided to put ourselves out there like that because <laughs> <laughs> like, really? yeah. I'm very private. I don't right. like for to like I, I don't know. it's not something I typically did, but at that moment it just, felt.
1: Yeah. The right thing to do. Yeah. What do you, do you think you got anything out of that either personally as a business or professionally, even like, do you think anything positive came from approaching that way? I mean, I think from my side, my perspective, I feel like a lot of people know you through that talk and really appreciate you guys and that's maybe how they discovered what you do.
0: That's funny. I've never really thought about that before. Well,
1: we always think about, like, the, you know, like, the web
2: where or we a domino. You knock one thing over. You mm-hmm. don't know how far. Like, I think about the National Geographic. We just recently finished a couple of books for National Geographic, and that web went all the way back. Someone who saw our talk worked at Adobe, and so... They said,
0: Oh, no way. You're yeah. right.
2: They said, Hey, you should speak at Adobe max. Right. And so like, okay, cool. We'll speak at Adobe max. We didn't get the same talk. Cause it would feel kind of weird to say, Hey, <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, that was, talk
0: wasn't as good. Yeah. You didn't miss anything. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's what also that's going back. But what I liked about that talk too, was that it was a kind of a moment in time. Like it was, could never be replicated. It was like, this is what happened. This is the people in that room were the ones that experienced yeah. it. And
1: you know, that's just, that's true all businesses are like this. There's always something going wrong and something going right.
0: We say and that all the time. Dude.
1: We've, we've worked businesses big and small and
2: no matter what, they're always a blank show. Yeah.
0: Can we cuss on this show? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't have to put, like, the explicit, no like, parental yeah. Well, you, <laughs> parental you think you're <laughs>
1: supposed to, and I do warn in case you're listening with kiddos.
0: Yeah. Well,
1: here, we'll, we'll keep say it. Say whatever we'll, you want. We'll keep it peachy. Uh, yeah, we can
0: do that. Well, we've seen behind the scenes at a lot of big companies, and nobody knows what they're doing.
1: You guys get out of school. You make some cool stuff. Gets featured on blogs. Blows up. You make tons of stuff and then blogs kind of disappear and generally sales go down and that's around when you did the talk.
0: Yeah, haha, remember blogs? <laughs> I know blogs. <laughs> I, I know we that know. like makes me laugh. Let's not get into
1: that. <laughs> yeah, I know, let's not go down that trail. I yeah. could cry about uh, losing blogs. I know. Uh, that was such an easy, easy Wasn't system. It, though? it was such an easy ah, system. So that if that was where you were then, what's happened from there?
0: Yeah, that's actually a pretty good place to pick up. I guess while we were doing all the... Our old product line was Maps. We made these modern maps. Um, And while we were doing that, we did a lot of freelance work. Mm. And it all kind of... Everything changed for us in 2013. Um, And so that's when we gave that talk, was like at a big transition point, like almost like right before the transition. Like we knew it was coming, but we didn't know what it was going to look like or what it was going to mean yet. Right. So I would say that the last three years have been spent kind of working through that
2: yeah so yeah, what doing st- what you're doing now yes essentially. Yeah. yeah so what we started with was a very accidental business we released the first poster and it happened to get featured and we sent an email it got featured in a blog and that's kind of we base it off of this kind of like send an email to a blog
1: sell some stuff which is not really a business <laughs> it was like
0: trying to <laughs> make lightning strike over and over yeah. again like yeah. it's, you, it's not possible i had the
1: same realization i mean we went through Really similar things like when I did the Indie Rock Coloring Book, it had that kind of explosive thing through blogs and I thought, okay, this is my business model and you're exactly right. It's like you realize, oh, this isn't a business. No. This is like trying to win the lottery over and over. Yeah,
2: exactly. Well, I won the lottery picking these few numbers so all I have to do is pick the numbers again and I'll just
1: win that lottery. Why is it working? (laughs) Uh, So what did you do different?
2: So it took a little bit of time to transition. We were in Jen's parents' basement, fulfilling all the orders. We had some pretty large freelance projects around that time too. So we we're just kind of like, kind of like recuperating. Um,
0: we were still selling a lot of stuff too at yeah, that point. Yeah, I mean, we had was... some
2: good holidays, and we we're just kind of figuring out what kind of the next
1: step was. And this is essentially mainly maps.
0: This was still maps at that point. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Silk screen posters. Another ah. Remember <laughs> silk screen posters? <laughs> exactly. Yes, I did. Uh,
1: yes. Rest in peace. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, sorry, I'm not. If you make those, that's cool. Whatever. <laughs> they I'm, are still cool. They yeah. are still cool. I, I still make them, but I, I just wish we
0: could still sell them for money. Though. I don't yeah. put them on
1: my shop because they right. rarely sell. But yeah. Yeah. Anyway.
0: Yeah, but we kind of were a little bored too because we had basically gotten into a system of making very similar artwork um, for a long period of time. And we're right. also two people. Yeah. And the maps were not necessarily Omar's thing as much as they were mine. Yeah. Visually. Um, not that he didn't contribute because they were all collaborative pieces. Yeah. But,
2: but yeah, the maps were definitely aesthetically. Yeah, aesthetically yes. were, were her thing. And that's, you know, the kind of work that Jen did I even mean, before we started um selling them was yeah. map based, um, database. I was like figurative stuff and i don't know it was just we had different we're
0: different very different as artists more mm-hmm. different than most people may realize yeah um, because we only ever presented this one like unified face of like what our work together was mm. so that's been a huge part of what we've had to figure out too is how to work together as two artists right which is like a challenge what, sometimes. what's the
1: difference between how you started and how it looks now
0: it's completely different. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, so what we did is we
2: instead of saying, okay, let's try to make a lightning strike again, we said, okay, let's take it all back and say, okay, if we were to start a business today without blogs, without a lucky break, without any of this kind of stuff, how do we do it? And so Jen um, was really interested in nail in pins, and she wanted to get them made years before. We were actually working on. Um, <laughs> it was still in the jewelry with our map line and we had the quotes, we had the things ready to go, we just never moved on and that was back like in 20... 2011?
0: 2011. Yeah.
2: 2012. We would
0: have been so early.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would have been super early. But so That was but, me in the podcast. Right,
0: yeah. I know. Yeah. If we ever get to go back in time, we're going to tell That's, each other, yes. just, just do just it. Just do it. Right. Yeah. Do I it do, that
1: is the thing I keep going back to is if, I I'll work with a lot of creative people and they'll say, I kind of want to do this thing but nobody does that yet. Oh. Or nobody nobody's doing that so yeah. I can't. Or like, that's the exact sign. Do yeah, it. Do it. <laughs> yeah. uh, so it's it, you're, you've been you've been looking at enamel pens for a long time. Yeah,
2: even just just not so. The problem we had with the maps was that they're very large. They're large, expensive for us to make. They're expensive for us to store. They're expensive for us to ship. Like, what if we could do smaller, more giftable items, mm-hmm. and at a smaller price point too? Because we had a lot of. Um, people that were fans of our work that couldn't spend $60, $80, you know even $40. Or if you
0: buy a you buy one map and how many yeah. maps can you have in your house? Yeah. I mean you're it's you buy it once and that's it. And for us as designers, I mean we really came we consider these are things today to be these are things 2.0 and this yeah. is like it's final form. We finally figured out what it was always supposed to be and what it is is basically a container for collaborative art projects between the two of us. Yeah. That's really what it is. And yeah. so we stepped back and said, okay, forget the maps. If we could make anything yeah. and start over today, what would it be? And so that's what we did. We actually cleared out our whole shop online. We sold through most of our inventory. That over was the that holiday, holiday yeah. of twenty ooh, 14, yeah, 2014. So this is the beginning of 2015. Yeah. Is that right?
2: No, it's the beginning of 2014. Because 2015 we did our first pool no way, you're right it doesn't matter it doesn't matter <laughs> <laughs> the years they just fly by don't they True, yeah uh, but anyways yeah we sold
1: through most of the stuff and i got uh, i went so i got straight i i was sucked out. into that spiral <laughs> of I'm
0: when 14.
1: was it yeah what year is it like Jumanji <laughs> style
0: right uh, it was 20. years aside yeah. yeah right that's right it was 2015 because we did the 100 day project in 2015 you yeah. still
1: went back the years yeah. So, I said years aside now.
2: So we cleared, <laughs> I to it out. we cleared up the map shop and we said, okay, we're going to start with one product. We're going to do this 100 day project. Every day, we're going to reveal a new thing that we've designed. And it doesn't matter what it is, it's just something that we like, that we would wear, that we would hang up, that we would do whatever.
0: Mm-hmm. It was strange because for. It five sounds like years, it was an
1: exploratory season. It was. <laughs> totally.
0: And we felt like are we really allowed to do this? We thought, this is the stupidest thing we've ever done. (laughs) We have something that's making us money still. And we said, I don't want to sell these anymore. I don't Mm -hmm. want to do it anymore. And a lot of, I mean, we got, we still get emails from people asking like, what happened? Yeah, Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I just had to, we had to make a change. So it was fun. We got to spend a while really just challenging ourselves to do new things, which was So we did some
2: silkscreen posters. We did some pins. We did some patches. We did like, Shrinky dinks we did bandanas. Um, buttons bandanas We just really and we made it 65 days out of the hundred like, you know, we got what we needed out of it, right? Uh, <laughs> and the beginning and it was kind of a slow build it's different when you're going from not a huge explosion viral station our first thing we launched it was an 8 by 10 silkscreen print and we sold two of them that first day, one to Jen's mom and one to some other random person. <laughs> that Wait,
0: was it? Yeah, that was it. And that was like, day yeah. one. We like, thought, wow, we're screwed.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: This was a bad idea. That's But actually, I it's
1: amazing. Every, and I, I keep telling people, you need to know which season you're in. Are you in the explore, exploration yes. phase? Are you in a development phase? Mm-hmm. Are you in a phase where it's time to market uh-huh. and get what you've already done out there? Yep. And it sounds like you're going through that Moment where you're trying new things, exploring, see what happens. Totally. We started over
0: from nothing. From nothing, yeah. From yeah. selling a poster to your mom. Yeah. That's where we went. <laughs> yeah. We had been shipping orders out to Nordstrom, and now I'm selling a poster to my mom. Thanks, mom. She's the best. She always. Dude, that's <laughs> uh, funny. She will always buy our stuff. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> but you know, it was like we were 60 days into it, we were a couple of months into it, and at that point, it started ramping up to the point where, hey, we're actually making more money than we did, you know or equal to when we had the maps, um, maybe not their highest point, yep. but there were, it was like you, we could see down the, d- down the pike or whatever, and we could see that.
0: It was a slow build, it yeah, felt yeah. more sustainable. It yeah. felt more like we were in control of it. It yeah. felt more like we were doing it on purpose instead of by accident, which and, is nice. And we
2: laugh too is that we've been doing this now for this product line for about three years, and we have gotten literally zero lucky breaks. No one's really <laughs> no featured press. or works. No press.
0: No nothing. Yet
2: we're making so much more money and we're doing so much better and it's so much more controllable and it's because we actually built the foundation correctly this time. Yes.
1: <laughs> and I, I'm i working on a book and my talk is this exact thing. Uh. Of when I came out of school, I did the Indirect Coloring book and nothing I've done has been that explosive. Yeah. And yet I didn't have a career then. Exactly. You know? And I think this viral... Uh, get-rich-quick, strike-it-big thing really totally throws everybody off and everybody's dipping their toes into water just to see if they're going to get that explosion. Exactly. And when they don't, pack it up and go home. Totally. Uh, they buy one lottery ticket, doesn't hit <laughs> it. Right. They get, go back to the job, whereas you guys built a foundation and slowly built up a real business. Yeah. Yep. Uh, what do you think were the components that are... What, what's different about what you're doing now like if back then your business plan was make something and email a blog,
0: <laughs> what's your
1: business plan now? What's the, What are the things that you know work, even if they don't work in an explosive way?
0: It's very boring stuff. That's I, exactly it's very what I want to about. Yeah, um, let's hear it. The more boring the better. We yeah. learned that we are actually participating in a system that is much larger and much older and more established than we had realized. And that system is... Retail, yeah, <laughs> retail and wholesale. That yep. we are.
1: You found where you fit in the industry. Totally, we got versed in that.
0: We found people who will buy what we are selling. Yep. We found people who will buy our art in bulk, which mm. is great.
2: And we found the places to go. So we go to trade shows about three times a year. Uh, we have a little circuit we hit, and it's not like we're going to one show and we're getting one account that. Buys hundred thousand dollars worth of stuff. You know, yeah. Right. Yeah. but we go there, and now we have you know close to a thousand smaller stores, and that's a lot more sustainable for us because you know what? If one of our stores says, "Oh no, I'm not going to carry you anymore," it's not like a blog no longer posting on work. It's like, okay, well, you don't carry our stuff anymore, but we still have nine or ninety nine more. So it's it's just this a, diversification. Exactly, exactly. It's a real business. Yeah. Exactly. And, yes. and, and we still have some of our large clients. We're like in Urban Outfitters now. We, we're doing Nordstrom again. Um, we're in some larger stores, but if all of a sudden Urban Outfitters says, "Oh, we're going to hold off for now," it's not like it used to be. We're like, "Whoop, we're like, Your like, business well, is over."
1: Parent, yeah. right. yeah. So if you go to a show and it uh, you don't get some obvious big takeaway, uh, do you get discouraged? And if you do, what what encourages you now to keep going? Does that I make think, sense? That yeah. Question?
0: We're yeah. never looking to walk away from anything with like, we did it. <laughs> it's always, you know, you have a stack of business cards and if we can turn it into X number of new accounts, we know, you know, what the value is, uh, you know, approximately for that over the year. I mean, it's, it all sounds very boring. Yeah, It's, it's, <laughs> it's,
2: it's, it's, it's not this like, is, but
1: this is exactly what, yeah. why I wanted to talk to you guys. Cause I know you've gone through a similar process to me in that. Going from lottery to a real business, and I just want to encourage. I think what it might sound boring, but I think the the silver lining or the 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 nugget underneath all of that is that um, there is a way to approach it in a systematic way that works. Yes, that's not lottery. Yeah, totally exactly. Lottery
0: is not sustainable. No, it it'll drive you crazy. But
1: most creatives' business model is
0: how do I win the lottery? I know. Exa- exactly. It and would be great if we could all win the lottery over and over again. <laughs> yeah, that'd be
1: fantastic. I wouldn't complain. It's no. way easier and more fun. Yeah.
0: But if you find a place where you fit and you can make it work, if you just chip away at it little by little, I mean, this has been three years in the making for us mm-hmm. and we're just now at the point where we're like, I think this has a future. Like yes. I think like I can real see. real business. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: And it's so funny too because you know, one other thing we do that's always boring is we're actually paying attention to our finances and paying attention to all that, you know, boring business stuff. Um, but we're looking now and we're making what four or five times as much money as we're at the peak. Yes. Of, and you of,
1: didn't do it of the maps
2: of yes. the maps. Yeah. And yet from the outside world, it doesn't seem as, ex- it doesn't
0: really seem like anything has changed. Yeah. We've got no press. It doesn't seem nothing we've done has been very impressive yeah. Yeah. from the outside. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know, we almost prefer that now because we feel like we have so much more control over it.
1: Yeah. So how do you guys uh, stay excited then this many years in? It's like three years into this kind of Into half. this one, yeah. Uh, how do you, are if you are, what are you excited about now? And if you're not, how do you stimulate that all over again?
0: I think it's kind of, my answer is twofold. I'll be interested to see if you agree with that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> let's hear let's hear it. Um, but I think that we're kind of excited about it in two different ways. One is excited about building a business. Mm-hmm. The art aside, because I kind of have to compartmentalize it a bit, right. they're both important and one supports the other. If we build a strong business, it enables me to make more art.
1: Time. And energy if I make energy. art that I yeah. love,
0: it makes it easier to build a strong business because I have a great product yeah. to sell. So it kind of takes both. Mm-hmm. Um, so the stronger business we make, the more we're able to dedicate time to Do you go back
1: art. and forth of like, all right, I'm getting really creative and working in the business. Yeah. And then when that starts happening, you go over and like, oh, I really want to make these pictures, these icons, these like whatever. Yeah.
0: Well, it's actually dictated by our show cycle now, right. which is interesting. And we've been talking a lot about, or I've been thinking a lot about talking at him <laughs> about, um, I've been thinking about musicians and the way that there's kind of like a
1: like a like a right record tour. exactly yeah, yeah. Yeah. that
0: cycle and I'm trying to figure out like what the equivalent is for us because it's actually quite similar we have to make I think new it's a healthy stuff. cycle I there, love I, it. I think it's
1: an art cycle and then
2: there's also yeah. album yeah. tour and rest which is the hard part I'm like because right. you I'm need bad rest because you need rest before you can get into that creative mode again because if you're going straight off a tour you're still kind of like I
0: can't just start writing again and that's the point where I'm at right now is mm-hmm. we've just finished we're at the end of a. Touring cycle, yeah, right. Yeah. And we're Go already... Going trade
1: shows and all that.
0: Yeah. And it's time to like get back into it a little bit, but I am i need a minute before uh-huh. I can start being creative again. Mm-hmm. So that's been something that has helped us this time around is actually dedicating months to this is the creative part. Yep. Not that we can stop working on the business, but its we're not on the road at shows. We're mm-hmm. not, you know, deep in spreadsheets for the most part. We're just, you know... Thinking and drawing and
2: that's what's been great too about this product line, especially too, is um, the maps. um, The larger things took a lot more development time. With this one, it's these are like one one idea. So we have Mm. sketchbooks and notebooks filled with these things, and it's so much fun because Jen will just go off on her own. I'll go off my own, and we'll draw and we'll make a bunch of great ideas. Then we'll be able to um, collaborate that
0: way. It's so much faster. It's so much faster. It's so much faster.
1: Uh huh. So you said that it's hard for you to shut off and do the rest things. Have you learned anything that helps you get into the rest mode?
0: I think Yet? the only thing that reliably does it for me is travel, right. not work travel. Yeah. Like travel <laughs> recreationally. Distance
1: from the everyday. Yeah.
0: yeah. I think it's the only way for me to truly detach. Mm-hmm. I always, even if it's just a week or two, I come back with like, ideas and we talk on these trips we're always you know we see something that will like kind of spark an idea it's super important i think for us to get out of the office or out of the studio and just like exist Mm -hmm. as people because when you're
2: somewhere and you're like within reach of your phone or within reach of your um computer you're gonna that's just the people we are we just always want to be working and then email pops up like i gotta answer this now (laughs) i gotta take care of this right now Yeah. yeah and so we're trying to even plan some like even more like outdoors or just some hiking ones, Yosemite or Yellowstone or things where like, our phone won't even work. Yes. And so it just like.
0: Yeah, we're trying to create more spaces like that. Mm. Um, just because I feel like we need it.
1: Yep. Debbie Millman would define, I think, brands as attaching an idea to a product what do you think the idea of These Are Things is? Ooh, good question. You can feel free to answer it in like 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah, okay, <laughs> good. You probably don't have it like in a script or something. <laughs> but
2: yeah, I think what we really like about what we're doing right now is kind of like these wearable accessories. And what we've really enjoyed, and even hearing from other people that like they get it, is that it's a small kind of like token you can wear that says something about you without mm-hmm. necessarily needing to be like a big, like glaring, like... Statement
0: like no one's gonna wear a graphic tee at least. I wouldn't right now. It says like oh, I love pizza. Yeah, you totally know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody might. Yeah. Yeah, no. But I I have just a more minimal aesthetic so yeah. even just visually the idea of of what we're working on right now to me is that I can just Have something kind of small. I mean, I wear one almost every day If yeah. not ours, then I mean I have a bowl full of pins from all our friends and mm. I mean they're just fun to collect True, too. Yeah. I <laughs> yeah. I always love building a good collection but yeah, it really is about defining yourself, um, in a small way that it kind of creates connections between people too. We always, we've heard this a million times and I feel bad. Our introvert pin is actually a conversation starter. <laughs> yeah.
2: Some people buy <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> like, if you wear this thing, people will ask you about it. That's so be ready yeah.
0: So, but I but it's like cool. that. It's like
2: connecting introverts. Yeah. Totally. yeah and we need good. to
0: like support each other yeah. out in the real world, you yeah. know?
2: Yeah. So it's,
0: it's been fun. It's
2: been cool too. Cause, um, it's funny, I, I recently found my old patch jacket, and whenever I'd go to like a punk show, I'd make it a point to buy a patch, and I'd mm-hmm. put it on there, and it's cool being able to kind
1: of bring that back. I so don't it's know. almost
0: like marking a place that you were, or yeah. a time in your life, or an experience, or...
1: So it's self-expression. Yeah. It's yeah. behind it, yeah, really. yeah, totally. But why do you think... Um, do you think the pin thing, or the small expressions is factored more by trends or is it more by uh is it connected to the idea like do I don't know if that makes sense yeah here. yeah
0: I think it's trendy for sure but we've been saying it's funny I when I think of these are things I don't even necessarily think of pins or patches or anything we're making specifically
1: like the what is usually less important
0: than Exactly yeah.
2: exactly and that's and that's a big Change from the maps too because before it was the maps were the be all end all. If we can't make maps, we can't make money. That's we thought. Right. But now it's like, you know I what? I love
1: this. I'd love to isolate <laughs> that quote. It's <That's laughs> like, no. yeah. If we can't make maps, we can't make money. But these are that? things, store. Thing <laughs> yeah. But now it's <laughs> okay.
2: like, I'm, it's not so precious anymore. It's the, yeah, like the what is not so precious. You know, pins and patches, you know, will we be sell, we selling them in five years, ten years? Probably not. um but by that point, something new will excite us that will still kind of carry the same message that we'll be able to work. And we're already working on um, smaller things like keychains, like bandanas, like hats. You know what I mean? Just fun things that yeah. we're excited about. And Jen's worked on some other stuff that has nothing to do with, with nothing this. Nothing to do
0: with this at all. Yeah. yeah. So
2: it's, it's fun. And when you're not so precious about it, it, has to be this certain product. Then you're free to enjoy it while you're making it and also be thinking ahead as well. Yeah.
1: I, th- I, yeah, I encourage everybody to think, uh, don't get hung up on what it actually becomes totally. yeah. and get more connected to why you want to do it in the first exactly. place and mm-hmm. figure out the container that people actually want to drink juice from, you yeah. know, whatever the juice is. Uh-huh. Uh, right. And so self-expression, do you think that's important to both of you?
0: I think so. Totally. I think it's yeah. probably why I started making art.
1: I think it's yeah. at the core of lots of creatives, not all, but I would
2: say a lot. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's strange too, because, um, One thing that's similar about both Jen and I, with our artwork, it's not very, like, a lot of people do a lot of autobiographical artwork or about them, and that's never been a big thing for me. Right. But it's kind of a cool way to do...
1: Do they feel autobiographical? Oh, totally. Yeah, Yeah,
0: they do. In a way that, like, it's detached enough that I don't feel, like, uncomfortable. You know what I mean? (laughs) But there are some pieces that are, like, Mean like, something to you. Yeah, like, like I'm wearing I'm wearing Stranger Than Fiction. Yeah. I've had a very strange year, personally. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've had a weird year, and so I made this and I <laughs> feel a little better now. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, it's just kind of celebrating no. those quirky Sorry. things that make us unique.
1: Now I, I like wouldn't that. be a uh, I couldn't call myself a podcaster if you said you had a weird. Beard, yeah. I didn't say why. Why
0: was your? Why so was weird?
1: your? Yeah. So feel free to share. I'm not a real journalist, so I'm not going to say. Tell us what it was. What's going on? You
0: look like one with these microphones. Well, look at all these, this, these damn microphones. This equipment. It's a disaster.
1: I, ha- uh, I hate all these. <laughs> so professional. We don't have to talk about it. We can cut it out. But no. I have to ask. Well,
0: you. it kind of goes into what we were talking about with the kind of cycles of creativity that we go through. And I kind of hit a dry spell of creativity for a bit. Yep. And I think why I started thinking about these cycles of, of life as an artist is you don't have to be creative all the time. True. Sometimes it's, you're just not gonna feel it. And I used to get really worked up about it. Like, oh my God, I'm not an artist. I don't have anything left. And there's, you know, I've done it all. And I just, I'm trying and there's nothing there. I was kind of holding on to it too tightly, kind of like Omar said, but we were holding on very tightly to this idea of what we thought our project was and it didn't have to be that. I don't have to be creative all the time. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of freed me a little bit. And I think I have less anxiety about that now because that's just how it works. And everybody's different too. Some people may have a different cycle, but I think for all of us, there are ups Ups and and downs downs.
2: and, and even, um, with the business, um, we had a lot of ups and downs last year. It was our, you know, a very strong as our best year ever, but, uh, and we, we did so well. We're like, okay, we need a space. We need, cause we're running it out of our basement. Like we're running out of room in the basement and our house is covered in cardboard. We need to find like a legitimate space to have all the stuff that we need to have employees. So we worked really hard. We found a, a sublet, um, and we hired two great employees. We loved them. We loved working and with them. It was them. awesome. We were building shelves, painting walls. This we're is really, last year, yeah, this yeah. is last summer. We're really getting into it, and then all of a sudden, the sub the sublet went up.
0: It was time to sign the lease. Yeah,
2: and the people said, "Oh, sorry, actually, your neighbors are going to take over this whole building." All right. And so, so we had
0: three weeks to move our entire
2: business, everything. Yeah. Nice. So we, it wouldn't fit in our basement, and because at that point it went from like it was racks and rack stuff. So we found this place in Chicago that's doing our shipping right now. But that was a nightmare because we were finally but like we were gaining traction and we had to start back from nothing. Again, again,
0: again, again, even when things were going well,
2: even when things were going well, it's like sometimes the world says, you know, (laughs) yeah.
0: So it was a very stressful year. I mean, it just very stressful Yeah. and we're still figuring it out. We're just now at the point where we're starting to look at some options for bringing everything back from Chicago, which is really exciting.
2: Uh But also scary too, because we've been burnt before with spaces and it's like, we don't even know how much stuff we have now. This is a full like six, seven months and we've, you know, quadrupled our inventory.
0: In that time, yeah. Yeah. So So we kind of don't really know what we're getting into now. And so (laughs) I'm like...
1: See, this is why people don't understand. It's not just about... Cash flow, it's not just about opportunity, it's there's always fires. There's yep. always. always stuff totally. that is stressing you out. You just trade problems Totally. And problems.
0: it can come out of nowhere. Yep.
2: And oh. even now we're running the problem where people want too much and we're like, oh, we don't have this kind of inventory in stock, or you know, we're working with people that are, you know, like real deal business people and they're talking about different pricing and different like like international stuff. I don't know, it's just weird. Yeah. It's a lot of stuff that we have no idea about. So Do we're you just feel- Googling
1: Less? Uh, do you feel more detached about the fires than you used to? Like, do you ride them? I mean, the answer, hopefully, would be yes, but it doesn't. Well, yes, Andy. I mean, in some, I mean, in some ways, personally, for me, uh, you know, this week in particular, I feel like our stories, we got probably, when did you guys graduate?
2: 2008. Yeah, me
1: too. So I feel like we're on such a similar trajectory. Yeah. So right now, this year is so crazy. It's been super busy in great ways. And that is just as stressful as being not busy at all. Totally. totally. And, you're, and yeah. I'm like, you're supposed to be enjoying this. Yeah. And this week I'm like... I know. Oh my gosh, yeah. I can't do all of this stuff. I know. Yeah. Oh, it's so So you just... There, there's got to be some kind of zen way of being like, the problems exist. There are problems. There's always going to be problems. So totally. You have to figure out how to enjoy it. Yeah. It. Uh-huh. Yeah. Being a creative person makes you extremely dangerous in business if you will approach it as a creative because the best business people are creative problem solvers. Totally. And so do you get high on creativity and business? Oh, we always say we're high on our own supply. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> when things are going when
1: well, When
2: things are going say. well, we're high on our own supply. Well, we don't be really
0: on. know what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. We have no oh, clue yeah. what we're doing. Right. That's what makes it fun. And once you realize that it's just another game to be played, yeah. it's just another medium that you can work yes. in as an artist. And mm-hmm. once I really It think really is. Once we figure that out, it like... Unlock the world it's going
1: out of the matrix. It's like this is and that's what I keep telling people about art thinking. Don't think about art. Don't get romantic about art. Don't think I need to be Bob Dylan. Right. Think you could be Steve Jobs is Bob Dylan. Right. It's the same. They're working with the same things. And as soon as you're like detach yourself from the what. Yeah. Detach yourself from the thing that I have to be making and realize it's all. A creative game. Yeah.
0: yeah.
2: And I, I think a lot of artists do get scared. They hear business or they hear marketing and they, especially students, they think totally. it's like, like a four letter word or like this yes. thing that they want nothing to do with. It. They want to be an artist, man.
0: I so, think there's <laughs> some artists like that though, yeah. that really thrive yeah. in one specific stage sure, of it. Yeah. But in today's world, if you want to make it and you don't want to go have to, you know, fund your art through a normal job yeah. and this is how you want to do it. It's, you
1: you need to embrace the art side totally. Yeah, it's
2: completely changed. Like I think even just marketing in general, like you need to be kind of a personality almost too. Like, yeah. um, you need to be putting yourself out there along with your artwork. Yeah, that's such yeah. an important part of marketing these days.
1: I think if you can uh, under, I, I think that there's a genuine, um, si- a pure side to marketing. I know people don't think that's true, but just like what you were saying about being genuinely excited about what you're selling. That's the, that is what marketing is supposed to be. Yeah. Is that you believe in the thing that you have and it, you, you see it as an act of kindness to share it with other people. And as crazy as that might sound. That's
0: what it is. It's interacting with other people. If you can be genuinely excited about building connections with other people, that's what our marketing is these days. When yeah. we go out to the trade shows, It's like a big party. Mm -hmm. We're all there to sell. Yeah. But it's really about us seeing the stores that we work with. We're becoming friends with these people now and with our... You're
1: having a connection over this feminist badge and then Mm -hmm. that introvert And everyone's happy Yes.
0: they sell it to their customers who love it. Yep. And everyone's happy. It's just a mutually beneficial relationship.
1: What's an example of... A business perspective or problem solve uh, problem solved that really got you guys excited recently
2: even at the very beginning of this discussion where you said you know the last thing people heard from us like 2012 that talk is that really that you really have to put yourself out there and that perception is kind of reality where maybe a space comes in or maybe more just outreach where we can
0: we've been doing a lot of work on the back end yeah. so we kind of feel like it's Time to step into the public again mm. a little bit more. Yeah. Um, and what that exactly looks like, we're not quite sure yet. That's kind of where the space has come in. What we've been thinking about is like it's, it's, it's time. We've done enough work behind the scenes now. And again, it's, it's a cyclical thing. Mm-hmm. I think you have seasons where you're a little bit more out and about and then seasons where you're a little bit more inward facing and yeah. working on the behind the scenes. We recently decided, we'll let you in on a little secret, yeah, that we here. unlocked is that PR actually means perception is reality?
1: Mm. <laughs> Un Okay,
0: so I Googled us the other day. Mm-hmm. I don't like to Google myself. Yeah. I think it's very awkward. Yeah, true. But I did it anyway because we got back from these shows and we were thinking, okay, well, as we what's next? You know, we did really well at this round of shows, people seem to be interested in what we're making, so what are we gonna do with all this? And so I said, well, let's just see, you know, what's going on here. And one of the last things that came up was the WMC Fest talk that we talked about. So we started thinking, okay, well, what are the like main highlight level things that we have achieved throughout
2: these last five years. These last
0: five years. And like I said, a lot of the work that we've done recently in the past few years has been very behind the scenes. So we're trying to think about ways that we can do something that is a little bit more... A
2: little more public-facing. Uh-huh. And um, like what you were saying... Like a podcast. Like
0: a podcast. Like a podcast. How convenient. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I don't know. I just think it's important to have both sides of it. Yep. You've got to do the work and be willing to do the work, even the ugly, boring work that isn't very fun to show. But then you also have to make the time... And to, maybe. to kind
2: of share it. Right. Because mm-hmm. an artist without an audience, you know, it's so with that tree falling in the woods. Like, if your art's not being seen or not being interacted with, I I don't think it,
1: it
0: matters. Yeah. Mm.
1: And I think uh, it sounds like what you're saying is uh, intuition plays a massive role of reading where you're at, where the waves are, do you need to yeah. make waves, do you need to ride a wave, and just picking it up on, in the same way that you're, you know, intuitively would paint something, mm-hmm. you have your finger on the pulse of the business, and it's, what keeps it exciting is, oh, this season's totally different, what do we need to do in this, what's missing, what's the, yeah. and then coming up, brainstorming and trying to come up with something to fill that void.
0: Yeah, I think that's what's different about a creative business, or a business run by an artist, is that artists are intuitive, like, right. sometimes, sometimes, I just have a feeling about something. True. Like, Whether it's good or I, bad. This doesn't yeah. really make a whole lot of sense. I mean, we always base things off the numbers. We at least look. Yeah. Um, but there are some times when we make decisions like, I just know we need to do this. Yeah. And, and so that's how we make a decision. So there is kind of that weird X factor that you can't really explain. Maybe that's unique to an artist. Mm-hmm. I don't and know. And I think
2: artists too, I think we're, we naturally get bored faster too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, totally. So we've got... Not saying we got this down yeah. or whatever, but we know how to work with the systems we have currently. So this thing, if we get a space or we do something else, it's like a new
1: kind of challenge, which is fun and exciting in its own way yeah. as well. And I think, have you gotten better at listening to your intuition and trusting it?
0: Slowly. Yeah. Slowly. Slowly. Yeah. I can always, I hate when I thought something and then didn't like do anything Capitalize with it. And it, it. Yeah, yeah. I feel that, uh-huh. yeah, totally. I and, think, go
1: ahead.
2: Oh yeah, I think it's, it's funny too because you have two people. Sometimes our intuitions are like just a little off sync, so I'll be gung-ho about something and she'll be less gung-ho and then yeah. all of a sudden I'll go back there and she'll be like this. So it
0: is so <laughs> hard. Because there's no tiebreaker. Right. When, yeah. there's two. when there's two. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's good because by the time you make a decision, you both have to be all in. Yeah, yeah. so totally. it has to be stuff. That it's you like that's really more close. Yeah, you have to yeah. both do the submarine. Key. I
0: did. Well, I was going
1: to steal it. <laughs> oh, to yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I'll override you both and say I think that at least for us, we have had to widen the tolerance level of discomfort a little bit. That we don't both have to be a hundred percent. That's good. Maybe like. 75%. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Cause it's it trust. we yes. trust. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. say, I, I trust that you think this is a good idea. Let's just do it. Yep. That's kind of where we're at with the space yeah. is we're like almost <laughs> there. Yeah. There's so many benefits though. Yeah. There's so many benefits that I think, I think it may happen.
1: Cause I think a lot of times, uh, I think about like Paul McCartney and John Lennon, like how Paul McCartney has all the melody and Lennon has all this artistry and like message and all this. And I feel like they really balance each other out. And then as soon as McCartney's out on his own, I still like that stuff, like wings and everything. But it's all melody. There's nothing there. And it's like this push and pull. You know, Paul probably knew he couldn't come to John with a song if it didn't have some kind of message, something a little deeper and, you know, vice versa. And I think that you do end up because if you trust your intuition 100%, sometimes you're way off. Right. Yeah. It's, you know. That's, so that's why cool. we
0: like to look at, you know, we're still, it's creative, but the other half is business. So we do look at numbers and yeah. we try to, that sometimes helps inform our intuition yeah. too. If we yeah. if we have a feeling and the numbers confirm it, then we're like, okay, this is going to be really good. Yeah. But yeah. sometimes it makes us think. Yeah.
2: And it's great too, with two of us too, when also, and if I'm feeling gung ho about something and she's really not feeling it, it melts, helps me kind of like reflects like, okay, why am I feeling gung-ho, why is she not? And sometimes, you know, we've made, saved some big mistakes, like some Mm -hmm. big problems we run into where one of us said, wait, we shouldn't do this.
1: So you guys are uh, primarily business to customer based, where you're making stuff for general public people. A lot of my illustration career was uh, business to business where I'm working with agencies or a magazine or uh, whatever. And I'm working with them and I'm not actually testing it with real people's taste and they're not buying my stuff directly. Uh And as I've moved into creative pep talk, it's a lot more me dealing with an audience. Uh, and I actually encourage anybody, whether they're B2B or B2C to have a diversification where you're doing a little bit of both because they can inform each other. They can, uh, they can weigh out your income and diversify it and make you a little bit safer. They can prove each other. Um, what, if someone's thinking about going straight to customers, uh, or they already are in that world, what would you tell them? What have you learned about that world?
0: Yeah, it's, it's similar, but different, isn't it? I mean, you're in a way you're,
1: cause you guys still do client work too. We do. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Very limited now. Um, but we did it for long enough that, you know, I, I remember. <laughs> no. And yeah. the projects we do now are very long and involved, like year long projects. Yeah. So, um,
2: but yeah, I think we touched upon all these kind of things about yeah. the business to customer, but first kind of creating for yourself has to come from kind of that. If, are you going to wear this t-shirt? Are you going to wear this pin? Are you going to listen to this podcast? Would you listen to this advice? Yes. Would you read this poem or listen to this song? And if you're doing it to pander or you're not into it, people can tell. a trend or, yeah. you know,
1: yeah, try to cash in on something.
0: Or, yeah. yeah. Well, with client work, you're creating something and the end goal, really the only goal is to satisfy that client, right? right. Yes, I mean, you want to yeah. make them happy, but if you're making something for a wider audience, you are really making it for yourself first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe you have an idea of who you would like, you know, to target this thing towards mm-hmm. and that's who you're creating it for. Um, then, but yeah. for us, it's always been making it for us. We have to like it. Yeah, yeah.
2: If, if all of a sudden we make something, even, I mean, nowadays, too, we both look at everything that goes into production and say, okay, are we in, into this? Like, hey, okay, change this one. It's, uh-huh. And then I think on the opposite side of the coin, too, while you are making it for yourself and it's coming from yourself, you also have to think about the general market mm-hmm. as well. You we have to cast a wide enough net. We can't make an inside joke pin between the both of us yeah. no one's going to buy it. I
1: always right. say it like you might really like to make chicken tikka masala, but you're, <laughs> the person you're making for it might be vegetarian. Yeah, so right? you want to meet them halfway, exactly. yeah, not yeah. one or, one or uh, yeah. the other.
2: And you can still be really niche. You don't want to be boring. You don't want to say like, okay, mass True. market, this is exactly what to You can still
1: polarize want. people. Yeah. yeah. You, I,
2: you need to know your audience. Yeah. I think polarizing is the best thing you can do. Like totally. Our
0: yes.
2: best-selling item, which I'm so happy about, is our feminist yes. pin patch and we still talk to some stores where the store buyers, like, I love this thing, but I can't have it in my store right. because I'm in the middle of you know nowhere and people will get people, upset. Yeah. And we've had people get, you know, say like, why are you?
0: What is this? What, what is, is this? this yeah, yeah, you, what is why this are you something? doing this? They I'm like, like oh, don't get me started. Yeah, they feel <laughs> like
2: personally attacked. And it's and it's cool to be able to make that kind of work that, and we also have, vast majority of our people say like, oh, we, we, we love this, they love wearing it. And, right,
0: which but. shows that we kind of know our audience. Either yeah, we're creating, yeah. we are creating work for a very specific type of person with a uh-huh. certain set of beliefs which is cool yeah
1: yeah that's awesome so you're saying make stuff that you would like but know what your audience is into and yeah. don't be afraid to speak to them even if it puts other people off yeah absolutely i think you should walk towards that fear Me if, too. It, if all of a sudden you,
2: you say you're because that we were afraid like because our maps were so, like, inoffensive.
1: And they still offended people, which is funny. They did. <laughs> Everything's going to offend people anyway. You yeah. can make, totally. uh, yeah. you know, boiled rice, and yeah. they're still going to be like, I have a rice allergy, actually. Right. i like, what? Aww. But I, I remember the day before we released the feminist patch,
2: I was a little nervous. Like, man, do you think our people are going to really, like, be upset about because this? Because
0: through the maps, our audience had gotten, it had kind of shifted away from who we are a little bit. If it had gotten a little bit, I don't know, what, more, I don't know what changed, Yeah, a little really. more conservative.
2: Like, you know, I don't know. I don't like, know. people
0: are buying for their, I, I don't know, their kids' nurseries. And right. I, kids are great. But Yeah, I, cute.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Exactly. But we have a little Mass bit of an edge. Kind of yeah. Right. Yeah. So this was that was one of the first...
2: Like, statement pieces we made.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so I guess going back to what is These Are Things, it's a place for us to kind of
1: Express state yourself. our beliefs,
0: too. Yeah. yeah.
1: And I think it's so... Uh, one of the things I encourage a lot of artists that are trying to get started and breakthrough to do is think less like business to business, more like business to client or customer. Uh, prove yourself in that arena that your art really means something to people. Yeah. And all of a sudden those other opportunities will Yes, come the yeah. clients
0: love that. Yeah. They yeah. want someone with a voice, someone who's already speaking to an audience. Someone who has a
1: platform uh-huh. Absolutely. In. Because
2: yeah, that's another tip I'd give is like what's kind of your story. Like they're not just buying a product, they're kind of buying into you. Like they're buying, they're not buying creative, peptide they're buying Andy, you yeah. know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's, it's a package deal and the same with us. Like when they are into our product, they're usually into us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the, I feel like the strongest people in all these industries are people that have a strong personality. Like
1: you could and allow them. themselves to be themselves. Yeah, yes. yeah totally. Yep. Uh, so we've talked about all kinds of things. What is, is there anything going on with you guys that you want to share uh, just generally? in terms of your new stuff that's happening, stuff you wanna get out, uh, anything you wanna share that we didn't cover?
0: Well, we have a lot of new stuff. Um, we've designed a ton of new things that are gonna be kind of coming out throughout the summer, so we're really excited about that. Awesome. We just made these tiny little sticker patches, so they're embroidered like a patch, but they're peel and stick like a sticker. That's sweet! Which is cool, so yeah. those are fun. And we're also working with cool people like yourself. Ooh. Yeah,
1: that's yeah. you know, right.
0: Wasn't make- <laughs> is,
1: <laughs> is there anything exciting? Well, it just any collaborations, with
0: podcasters? Uh, actually, one. <laughs> Funny you should ask. Yeah, one. That is hilarious. But
2: yeah, we've been starting to do um, people since we've been doing this pin and patch thing for a few years now. People are. You know, you go to online, type in custom enamel pin, you see these websites from like the 90s. They look scary. True. So we're they seeing, are
0: scary. They are scary. Stores. We ordered pins from them and they are scary. <laughs> yeah. yes. Very.
2: So we're helping other people, other brands or other just people that just want some pins yep. that have made and we've made some awesome ones for you.
0: Yeah. It's been really fun to collaborate with people in that way too, mm-hmm. because they're so excited. Yep. And I know that we can make them something that looks amazing. They are not like gambling on whether or not this place is actually going to make what they said they were going to. Or do. We're gonna get yeah.
2: like a fully like one hundred percent lead pin or something <laughs> <laughs> to them slowly over the years, right? <laughs> and it's really cool actually because it's really cool seeing other people's art styles. So it's it's only been our art styles that we've been getting made, of course. So yeah. seeing your art style translate into a pin or a patch it's is like really a totally fun. They yeah. yeah. look so good. Yeah,
1: cool thanks. <laughs> If you had only five minutes to tell someone who's just getting started your best advice that you think is something that really could make a difference in their creative career, what would it
2: be? Share your work. I think it's so easy to be afraid to show your work and especially too, while you're still figuring things out. I think, especially nowadays, that an artist without an audience just is, inv- is inv- invisible absolutely yeah. so whether that means you know take on a a blank a day project yeah. or um fill up a sketchbook or get an instagram or get a tumblr or whatever is that that's going to be if you i think want to be successful and you want to make work it keep, keeps you accountable it keeps you making it makes yeah. you not so precious about each and every piece If you are making something new every day you're making a lot of stuff and sharing it then you can you kind of, it's just like rejection therapy almost. You're not being yeah. rejected, of course, but you're just continuing to make.
0: I think it's important to remember that everyone started exactly where you are.
1: Right, yeah, Everyone true. started
0: there, because it sucks. Starting a new Instagram account, like making that first post on it, <laughs> or maybe it's your 1,001th post. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I'm still here, like still mm. trying to make this thing happen. That's how we feel every single day. Yes. Every day, like here we are, just still trying to make it happen. Yep. And I think for me, the important thing that I've had to focus on has been keeping myself happy yep. with what I'm doing and that it's okay if you don't like what you're doing all the time because that's a cue that you need to maybe think about other things that you could do that would make you happier mm-hmm. as an artist. Because yep. we do get bored as True. artists. Yep. And that's okay, it's part of it. It means something new and awesome is coming. Yep. So embrace it.
1: That's really good. okay so thank you (laughs) Boots. seriously thanks jen and omar you guys are awesome thanks for getting my pins and patches sorted man i love the way they came out it's such a gratifying experience to make up enamel pin if you've never done it trust me it's a great time if you want to get your cpt pens or patch go to creativepeptalk.com/shop and you can get the exclusive official enamel pins and patches. And also, if you want to make your own pins and patches, go to thingmfg.co and these two fine folks will help you make your wildest pin and patch dreams come true. All right, dudes, thank you. Thanks for listening. Hey, if this is the first time you've ever listened and you, you think, okay, cool, lots of interviews, by the way, Uh, Only about half of the shows are interviews. The other half is me trying to put pep into your step. Last week, we had an episode about creative burnout, which I'm sure all of us know something about and some of the things I've learned to help me get out of that when I get stuck in that place. So go check those out too. Thanks for listening to Creative Pep Talk. Thanks for sharing it. Thank you so much for all the love and support. I just super appreciate it. we're prepping for creative pep rally at the end of the week. Oh my gosh I'm I'm excited. I'm scared. I'm it's gonna be who knows uh, what's gonna happen. We've put our hearts and souls and blood and sweat and tears and all that stuff into this. I'm so pumped about it. We have uh, uh, just an amazing thing. I think boiling, bubbling for the uh, end of the week. All right, thanks guys. Thank you. Hey, if you're in Columbus, Ohio, come on. We're going to have an after party at Blockfort, and we're going to have Donato's pizza and Rheingeist beer, and it's going to be fantastic. It's going to be the Color Me Blank show with Andrew Nyer. Andrew Nyer and I go in there, draw a giant black and white mural for you to color in with five and a half foot giant markers that Andrew made himself for the show. It's going to be a blast. Be there or be square. Thanks, guys, for listening to the show. Super, super appreciate it. Um, and I will be back with you very soon. Until then, do whatever you got to do to stay pepped up. Personally, I've been uh, reading some deep philosophical books that have been really lighting me on fire. That's what I do to stay pepped. Um, you do what you got to do. <laughs> okay, So yeah.